Hey guys, in chapter 9 of AB Talks, I sat with Karen Wazen. I really hope you enjoyed this interview. And to watch the video, you can just go to my YouTube channel. You want us to start strong? However you like. I'll start strong. Start. We'll set the tone. Yeah. What would you say to people who obviously would judge you from your social media and they would say that you're a bimbo or naive or happy-go-lucky or too perfect or no depth? Because I'm sure, let's, I'm not saying that I'm saying that about you. I know yeah. that you've studied psychology, you've had, and we've had nice conversations. I'm saying I know how people can jump to that quickly because yeah. they need to not diminish you, but dilute you yeah. or diet you down because you look too perfect in every aspect and content. No, something has to be wrong. She's a bimbo. Yeah. What would you say? To those people, I would definitely say that they don't know me well enough. Uh, I'm not sure if that's a lack of communication from my part, but people who have followed me for a while are still following me, and that is because they have actually gotten to know me beyond my photos, beyond my videos. They probably follow me on my Insta stories where I have a side to me that's very open. I speak without makeup on. I share struggles and personal stuff about my life. But yeah, I mean, it definitely crosses my mind. Uh, and I often analyze and think, am I selling or showing something that might seem a bit unrealistic or too perfect to people? And might that be something negative on people? Because the last thing that I want is for my profile to affect people negatively. The whole point of what I do is because I want to spread positivity because this is the kind of person that I am. Even in my surrounding, I just like people to feel comfortable and happy around me. So uh, when I hear these things, it actually gets me a bit frustrated and I analyze, I'm like, am I doing something wrong? Uh, uh, what should I stop doing or what should I, or should I explain myself? And I'm sometimes afraid to explain because I feel like it's almost like I'm justifying and I don't want to come off as someone who's justifying, which is why this is the perfect place to speak about these things. Uh, I definitely don't consider myself a bimbo. I definitely don't consider myself uh, happy-go-lucky. I am a happy person, but that's not because I'm... Um, it's not, yeah, God has given me a lot of blessings to be happy, but I also work very hard on being a happy person. I've been through a lot of difficult things, a lot of difficult, like, uh, parts in my life and that things. That puts you in a hiccup right there. <laughs> You're thinking of all the things. No, yeah, I've been through a lot in my life. Like every other, you know, person, I'm sure, pretty sure everyone has have had bumps in their lives, and I've had a few, and uh, I've always had a natural defense mechanism not to fall into that negativity and actually to snap out of it and to try and see what's going on positively and to focus on these things. Do uh, you think, Karen, you're a people pleaser? Yeah, I was. <laughs> I, it's in my nature. I'm very sensitive to energy. So if someone around me is uneasy or not well, I feel like I need to go to that person and make sure that they're okay and okay with me. So I definitely have this in my character. My friends used to make fun of me all the time, like, who cares if this person's upset with you? And I would be thinking the whole time, did I say something wrong? Did I upset them? Obviously, I've grown a lot and learned a lot that I cannot please everyone, especially in the line of business that I'm in today. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't yeah, please, please everyone, especially now. Like in the, initially, I had to please my family, my friends. Today, uh, people I don't know know me, and I can't like make sure that possible. everyone is. Uh, I think if you if that's a, a human being's aim is to please others, they will one fail, two they'll end up being miserable because you're giving too much of yourself. That's true trying to modify and edit yourself, but who are you at the end then? You're everything? You can't be. That's true. And the whole point, I mean, when I, um, before I jump into that, I want to tell you that I, uh, so when I studied, I did my master's in psychotherapy, I saw a therapist myself for two years. And that uh, experience, that growing experience and learning experience is really what shaped my understanding of myself so much. So I learned a lot about myself. And when we were talking about the happiness, I actually addressed this to my uh, 
to my therapist at that time. I was living in London and my uh, boy, my now husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, was living in Dubai. So we were in a long distance relationship. And I remember once, like, I was walking to the, my therapist and I was really happy. It was like a beautiful day in London, which is not very often. <laughs> yeah. And I came into the room and I told him, I'm like, you know what? I'm so happy that I'm afraid. I'm afraid that something bad's going to happen because it's impossible. People tell you, you that it's almost impossible to be happy all the time. So I told him, I'm like, I'm afraid, like something bad's going to happen. And then we spoke and by the end of the session, he made me realize in a very, in a, in a, just by communicating together, he made me realize that I'm happy because I'm choosing to be happy. I'm choosing to focus on the positive things in my life rather than focus on the negative things and making this a part of my life. Mm. I told him, like, my parents are divorced and uh, they got divorced when I was 12. So that I could have been a child who was the victim of a divorce, of divorced parents. Instead, I always said, like, I mean, I'm really lucky because I have two families now, not only one and two houses, two houses and two, like, it's just amazing because parents, when they're together, you almost see them as one. My parents are separated, so I see them as two very separate individuals. And it's just a bigger family, really, on both sides. And even about the long distance, he was telling me, like, you can, he's not him, actually, he made me realize that I could have been complaining about the fact that I'm in a long distance relationship. Instead, I'm, I'm choosing to, to, to look at the fact that I have someone who's so far away, who likes me so much from a distance. Mm. So, I put a conscious effort until today and every day to focus on what I have that's good in my life. And I think if so it's a easily, mindset. You easily would say that you look always at the half full part yeah, of the class, yeah. even when you know there's a half empty. Yeah, for sure. That's a mindset. And I yeah. think that's, uh, it's really important. You did touch on your parents. I come from a divorced uh, family and they are remarried. So now we look like the United Colors of Benetton because yeah. we have an adopted brother. I have one that is quarter Scottish, quarter Egyptian, <laughs> half a Marathi. So it's like, you look at us, it's, it's so interesting. But I always used to say, I'd rather see my parents divorced and happy yeah, than together and miserable. For sure. I'm going to say something that might shock you or shock people, but I believe in divorce so much. And my husband is very, very aware of how much I believe in divorce because I would much rather stay um, I would much rather for my kids, a lot of people, you hear them say that they w will stay together for the kids. For me, I will get a divorce for the kids if need Absolutely. be. Because for me, staying in a relationship where I'm not happy, where I'm not seeing the best of myself, where my husband isn't seeing the best of me, is is pointless. It's, no, it's not a life that I would like to live. So I would much rather get a divorce and let everyone you know, be happy in their own way. And this way, the children will believe in love. The children will believe in marriage that way. If I saw my parents uh, fighting every day or uh, being, you know, not being united as a couple, then I won't believe in, in everlasting love. I won't believe in relationships. I won't believe in the stability of a family. But, but I do very much now because both of my parents are with their partners and they're both very happy. So. I'm, I'm so I think, look, divorce was founded as a solution, as a resort. I don't like the fact that it's become a very instant gratification globe or world where everything is quick, quick, and I'm not going to put an effort to make it work. Yeah. It's become that. I want to go do lipo rather than gym. I want yeah. the food to be delivered quickly. I want to date on an app. I yeah. want to. So it's very quick. Yeah. So, which makes the negative side, side of convenience is they expect relationships which need a lot of time and effort to be yeah. too convenient. Yeah. And that, I don't like that side. But does that mean... I'll stay for the kids is one of the worst terms I would hear because I think it's extremely selfish. If a child doesn't see that their parents are hugging or touching or holding each other's hand or communicating laughing. Communicating. What kind of... You think the child doesn't get affected by energy? Yeah. They see it. They see the vibe in the house. This is the way I see it. I know that it's very difficult. I mean, maybe I see it that way because of the outcome of the way my family is. So I know that... It's not something that scares me. I will do everything that I have to make sure that my family is so strong and is a success because I got married forever, for the forever. I did not get married for now. And I made sure when I got married that I was marrying someone that I genuinely could see the growing up with, learning from him. And this is exactly who we are today. I mean, people might look at my relationship and think that it's, um, 
fake or it's too good or what you guys don't fight or whatever. Yeah, maybe I don't show me and my husband fighting on Instagram, but of course we argue, we quarrel, you know, like sisters do, like brothers do, like, you know, anyone does. Sure. But the fundamentals of our, our marriage are so strong and we work so hard on our relationship. Like, for me, my, my relationship with my husband is so important. It's as important as me being a mom. Me being a wife, to me, is very important. Like, I need to feel that I'm doing everything that I can and him doing everything that he can for us to make sure that it's something that's so solid. Takes two to tango. For sure. And my um, husband is extremely, like, he'll give. <laughs> so. Um, you mentioned your parents briefly. Um, how would you describe your relationship with your parents? Uh, we're very, we're very close actually. Especially with, um, with my mom. My mom is like my best friend, really. Like, she's been someone who's been so constantly supportive in my life. From me being at school to me being now to getting married. Like, she's always been not only with me, even with my friends, with my siblings. My mom is a very strong woman, someone I look up to so much. And I think people know that because I've mentioned it several times. She's, uh, very hardworking. Uh, has her priorities set all the time. I really don't know. Like sometimes I feel I'm looking up to someone who's a bit too, uh, too perfect um, in my eyes. But, um, but it's always good to know that I have a strong woman in my life. And you mentioned they're divorced. And they're divorced, yeah. You think that bothered you and at a young age? I don't remember that part of my life at all, actually. This part really was like a blur. I don't even remember how I found out my parents were getting a divorce. I think my mom, I don't know, really. Like, it, I also feel that I have a defense mechanism, which is when something uh, from the past is like, maybe maybe hurt me, I just Shut erase it. it. And but do you believe you erase it? Okay, since you're Miss Psychology, do you believe you erase it or you archive it in maybe. your subconscious? Yeah, I'm sure it's somewhere. <laughs> somewhere there, yeah. Then one way maybe for us to kind of investigate, <laughs> Is um, how you really want to go deep here? <laughs> how were your relationships? Yeah, your love relationships. Yeah, um, I've had like maybe three relationships in my life that you would call serious. So I would call that like, serious. Uh, I've always had long relationships. I've never had like a like a. They've always been like two years, three years. Now, so let's label the first two. The first, I mean, it was high school, so I won't really, Puppy it was love. very, uh, child, uh, like it was, you know, I, we loved each other, but we were in high school. Like. Mm. Second one was very tough, actually. I had a really, really bad, uh, relationship. My second relationship was. What is bad? It was bad because, um, I wasn't me. I wasn't allowed to be me. He didn't allow me to be me. He wanted me to be who made him comfortable, who made him happy. He was a bit like, um, he loved me a lot, but, or loved me. <laughs> At the time, I thought it was love, but he loved himself, I would say. And he made me change a lot of my personality. I was afraid of people because he was afraid of people. So he would rub off all his insecurities on me. So I wasn't allowed between classes in university to sit and mingle because I was going to get a questionnaire of who did you see? Why did you say hi to this? Why did you do that? Um, how long did you stay after this? And I always felt like I was doing something wrong without doing anything. And he, so he was a, he was a bit of a jealous guy. Or more, a, a bit I would lot. use the word insecure more than He jealous. was very insecure. Yeah, very, very. And I wanted to please him, going back to the people's pleaser. I wasn't strong enough to be like, hey, I'm not doing anything wrong. Let me live my life as long as I'm not doing anything wrong to you. I wasn't strong enough. I was afraid. I was afraid and I was... Uh, I, w I almost believed what he would tell me. So he would tell me that, let's say, I'm nothing without him. And when I, when he breaks up with me, I'm going to be, I'm worthless. And he, I'm someone now because of him. He would tell me these things. And almost like I knew that I wasn't because I have a very strong family who always like. But if it's gradual, you do end up believing. Yeah, it. I did. I did believe that it was like I lost so much weight in the relationship. I wasn't well. It was like a very bad period in my life, very honestly. And I was always worried about him because also I felt like if I was going to leave. So he told me that if, he would tell me that if he left me, I would end up being nothing. But I knew that if I left him, he would be nothing. So I was afraid to leave him also because I knew that with, without me, he wasn't going to function in society. Mm. But in the end, I had to choose me. And, I, and it was very tough, but I was like, okay, so you out think of my it life. was mentally abusive? Yeah. Like Not physically? Physically. <laughs> 
not physically. Yeah. Also physical. Because, and that's telling, yeah. I would say, because that's why I wanted to ask you about is it the direct relation to a divorced family? No, no, I don't I think don't, it's absolutely. I don't think we can no. answer that and probably Anyway, not. I don't I really don't think it has I don't know, but I wouldn't think it has anything to do. I just have because now I'm with my husband and when I met my husband and he was the way he was, I was like, what? Like this exists? This like normal guy who trusts me and doesn't ask me 10,000 questions. So you're not I, used to it. I wasn't used to that. It. I thought this was, I thought relationship meant, and I was always, you know, I told you I always looked at the positive. I, even in that relationship, I'd always be like, yeah, but at least he doesn't cheat on me. At least he loves me. At least he, I'm always his priority. At least in the end, I'm like, I don't We justify. Want yeah, I was, um, I was just always telling myself that it wasn't that bad. I read somewhere that uh, women, I don't know if it applies to men, but women in abusive relationship usually need six attempts to finally break up. So they'd break up five, but I always go back. Oh, yeah, yeah, the we six broke up or many the seventh, times. You see what I mean? Yeah. It's like a buildup of courage to say, I'm going to leave, and then you build up courage to leave again, and you come yeah. back. But at six or seven... You actually don't come back. I actually back. can't remember the exact number, but it could have been that much. It could have been. It's very tricky. And, and I was watching um, a documentary. I won't mention the name of it, but uh, it's a, about a very uh, abusive character, very popular one. And the way you would notice, they're usually very charming, usually very charismatic. Um, yeah. And what they would do is it can, be, it can start like, Karen, I don't like yellow on you. You look so much better in other colors. So you, you start to adjust your yeah. wardrobe. Next time it's like, I don't like this friend. I don't think you should hang out with her. But you know, it's up to you. Yeah. I'm playing with your head. Yeah. Gradually it becomes, you have no right to leave. You are nothing. Yeah. You are this. And suddenly you're getting bullied mentally and you really start to get brainwashed to asking permission yeah. to being so timid, like you're walking on eggshells. So... It's psychologically very tricky. Yeah. And you, when you talk to somebody in that, they don't see it. They're like, no, 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 you're just hating on me. You just don't want me to be in love. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, that's not no. love. <laughs> Something is. I didn't know that this wasn't love then. And I actually, once I spoke about it in, uh, on, my, um, on my Instagram, I did a video about, it was about verbal abuse. And I spoke about it. And um, I might have said something wrong because I ended the video by saying, um, that no one is a, no one should be allowed to live this life and that you are much stronger than you think and you should walk out. Mm. So this is how I concluded the video because I was talking to girls that were in my situation. People, some people misunderstood and were like, why are you making it seem like it's easy to walk out? Cause I understand that some people are, you know, mothers and it's complex. Yeah. It's, it's very diverse. It's not just one situation and, uh, definitely it's not easy and definitely some people maybe maybe women don't work and if they don't have their husbands there it's to secure them like uh, financially where are they going to go you know yeah. so I do understand that it's very difficult I just hope that with my kids or you know because you never know what you fall on in life and I just always that's why I always care so much that my kids and people that I love are able to work and able to be independent Absolutely. whether it's financially whether it's to be independent to the, the person that you're with is an addition to your life it's not what makes your life what it is so that if for whatever reason you need to continue your life without that person you can you have the luxury of choice yeah um do you know how to say no? No. <laughs> I just did, actually. Um, it's, you it's, did, which I'll give you credit yeah, for. It's hard. It's hard. I, would, I think it's harder for me than it is for other people. I always feel like I need to say no because or justify. give an ex justify why. Only because I, I feel like sometimes saying no might hurt the person uh, that I'm with. And I mean, it depends. For a lot of things I've said no and like categorical no's. I would assume you were much worse before. Today you would use it. Yeah. More. I always, listen, growing up as a, as a, like a teenager, I was... I think my parents did a great job at raising me because I don't think that I've done anything that I would look back and be like, I cannot believe I did that mm -hmm. or other than my relationship. But like, I don't think I've crossed any limits uh, that I should have said no when I said yes because of peer pressure. No, I don't. But, but what about, I mean, daily life? There, for me, that, I'm a yes, huge that's... advocate that there's a power to saying no.
I, I've actually been through a lot of situations where I felt like I had to fix or apologize for having disappointed someone and was, and it could have been solved so easily if initially I had just said, I'm really sorry, I can't. But, in, but I would say like, sure, just because I don't want to upset the person and then I don't end up doing it. You do and, realize they'd be and triple like, upset. And then they're so upset and I'm like, they're like, but why did you say yes? I'm like, I don't know why I said yes. It's also, yeah, and even in my work, which is why thank thing. God I have managers sometimes because if it's up to me, I would say yes to everyone. We are, uh, brought up to hardly say no, by the way, yeah. in Arab societies. Inshallah, which yeah. unfortunately <laughs> has become a negative term, it shouldn't be. Uh, so we don't usually like to say no. Yeah. Okay, bashuf, maybe, yallah. Yeah. So these, and a lot now of expats, they don't fall for the inshallah anymore. Yeah, they're, like, they're like, no, tell yeah, me, yes yeah, or no. Exactly. <laughs> so, okay, then something that would follow on that is how do you deal with rejection? Because you don't like to be rejected, obviously. But what if you do get rejected? Do you shut down, like you said, you are in denial, or you use it to something, drive you? I mean, something that I recently uh, spoke about with a friend, which I never realized, and it was just through that conversation, actually, that we brought it up, is that I usually speak about rejections after I've Conquer gotten them. over it, or like fixed, you know what I mean? Like, so... But I don't know if it's because I don't want to speak about it or I don't know if it's because I don't see it as a rejection at the time. So no, I think you do. Because if you end up speaking when you get over it, yes. you, you realize very well it was a, a challenge. But I always say when it happens that it shouldn't have happened. That's why. You know, it, it, it didn't happen because it wasn't the right time or it didn't happen because of this. But then when, when I end up getting either that thing or something better, I'm like... <laughs> see why it shouldn't have happened. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I'm not going to give names and stuff, but I got, like, not a long time ago, I was supposed to do something with a brand, and then they said, um, you know, unfortunately, it's just not going to happen. And I was really hurt because I really, really wanted it. And I felt it was it was going to work, and they had almost given me, like, a like it was going to happen. And then they, they said no, and I'm like, okay. So, but at the time, maybe I did get hurt, but I was like, it's not, wasn't meant to happen. You know, I didn't see it as I got rejected. I, I saw it as, okay, I'm sure something better is going to come up. And then something better did come up, which had I done that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to do this thing. So I was like, see, that's why it happened. And you're right. It's kind of law of attraction or yeah. positive mentality to move on. But yeah, I mean, in general, I don't like rejection. I mean, I don't think anyone does, but I, I don't let myself fall into it. Mm. It's, it's about that. I have, I realize that I have a strong defense mechanism. I think. I, is it a strong defense mechanism or is it you not facing or being in denial? Whatever it is, it protects me. <laughs> Whether it's me being in denial, that's does a it form protect of protection. I mean, so far, I don't think I've not analyzed. I don't, I don't think I haven't dealt with something yet. I don't know if it'll come up later in my life. I think you could tell by seeing your mood, whether you hit depression often or whether you're mellow or fatigued or not happy or not joyful. I think this is usually a result of people building up tension and being in denial. So if that is where, you, do you feel that sometimes you do get depressed or no? No. <laughs> You're good. I don't, th no, I don't get depressed. I don't, I, yeah, obviously I go through times where I'm like down, but I think it's just because I'm tired. Because <laughs> I have three kids. But, uh. Okay, tell me then about Luch. Yeah. How's your marriage behind the scenes? Good. <laughs> I almost feel like sometimes people don't believe it because, because, we want to believe that it's not. You know what I mean? Like when you watch a movie, you're like, yeah, it's just in the movies because it's just, you know, because it makes you feel better about yourself when you think that it's not real. Of course, we have a lot of moments that obviously I don't show on camera and we argue and sometimes he thinks I'm like irresponsible and I am. And sometimes I think he like gets angry too quickly, which doesn't make, uh, which I feel like, why are you getting angry? Like it doesn't matter, you know? I'm also very like verde. I'm cold as a person. I'm not like, uh, you know, and he's, different he gets like he would get angry quickly but then he will get calm quickly he'll go calm quickly i will take it takes me a long time to get angry but when i do i need a lot of like uh, comforting <laughs> but um we're very i mean 
my friends know us, they see us, we're very strong as a couple. I'm telling you, because we work on our relationship a lot. What does work mean? I think it's a very vague... Work, as in we work, like we prioritize, we do date nights even when we're exhausted and we don't feel like going out and all we want to do is just itch and be on his phone at home. We force each other to go out and just be together, me and him. We communicate a lot. I never used to like watching football at all. He likes it, so I started... Because I didn't want us to have very separate lives where he likes doing his things, I like doing my things, and we have nothing in common. I joined his passion of football, for example, or um, in social media. Like He has absolutely nothing to do with it, but he decided to be a part of this with me because or else I'm living a life that he has nothing, no clue about. I ask him about everything. Do you like this photo or that photo? Do you think I should... Like, you just, we're involved. You in just sparked... Uh... And I, uh, question. <laughs> a, not a question, uh, a, a summary or a video I saw. Very interesting one. And I think I've talked about this often, that relationships are divided into three categories. All relationships in the world, we can split them or label them by one of these. Codependent, which is the most popular in the world. But it's kind of like this. So two people are relying on the other. You remove one. It collapses. Which is... I can't live without him, yeah. he completes me. Yeah. All of this kind of talk. It's not healthy, they're always stuck into each other, everything is together, yeah, super glue. And then the second one is independent, which is healthier, but it's like you said, I don't want to live too independently of my husband that he's in his planet completely share. and I'm in my own. Yeah. The third one, which is the healthy and rare one, which you just Describes. <laughs> inspired, is the interdependent which is two independent individuals that choose to do things together. Yeah, I think And I is. felt because you chose to watch football yeah. with him. He chose to be on social media. So it's kind of, and this is how the guy described it, like two dancers that are already great dancers, but when they yeah. dance together, they do something yeah. beautiful. Great, yeah. I mean, I hope so. I'm not, I don't think that, the, that it will... I'm not telling you that this is the way it's going to be forever. I, I hope it stays that way, but I'm very aware that a relationship, I always say like for me, a marriage is like a muscle. If you don't, what I, when I say work, I mean, if you don't work on it, if you don't use that muscle and you don't feed it and you don't give it what it needs, it's going to die. Absolutely. And this is the way I see marriage. And mm. I care a lot about marriage. I always say like, I, I, I can't even count the amount of times I've, said this about how much I care about my marriage. It's only because to me, I don't want to be, um, I don't want to be, I don't want it to f collapse or not to work because of lack of something that I've done, you know? So I want to make sure that I give it. Maybe if it goes wrong, I'm going to be very disappointed, but um, hopefully something that we're growing, we're growing together. I, when me and him got married, we weren't the same people. I didn't even have social media then. I wasn't at all in the public eye. And uh, today, my whole life is so different. We grew together. We didn't... You like, have to. We didn't... I think uh, um, it's a, a relationship, even a friendship, or a work relationship, or a marriage, or a love relationship, it's kind of like a, um, a moving vehicle, right? And each, let's say both of you, you're not the same vehicle, by the way, because each of you are fully full individuals, you're complete individuals. But if you're not moving plus minus the same, at one point, at one point you won't even see them in your rear view. They're just gone. So unless you move together, which you just mentioned, then you can have sustainability, I think. Yeah, for sure. What I about your kids? <laughs> uh, I'm just, just so you know, uh, before I got married, yeah. uh, uh, first of all, before I got married, I did not want to get married young at all. For me, it was people who get married before 30 are crazy and what are they thinking? And I was very happy at home and, uh, and I ended up getting married at 24. So okay. I didn't really like, uh, you know, when you say like never say never and same with kids. I was like, I don't want kids. And not never now. say and, like, always. Yeah, also. I prefer to avoid these two words. Yeah. You say, I'll always... Then you're like, mm. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, with kids, I mean, um, with Georgie, we... I don't know, we weren't trying. We were just like, let's, you know... It was almost like family, not family pressure, but like, sure, yalla, when are you guys going to, you know, so... And people kept saying, like, it doesn't happen overnight, you know, like, sometimes people, it takes more time, so, so we're like, you know what, imagine, like, it 
you know, takes much, we were planning, let's say, in a year. I'm like, imagine it doesn't work or whatever. So it happened from the first, like, trial. <laughs> so. But how's your feeling of motherhood? Yeah, well, the, the reason I'm telling you this is ah, because it leads up to the fact that uh, 40 days after we, I gave birth to Georgia, I got pregnant with twins. So from coming from someone <laughs> wow. saying that I didn't want to get married or have kids, kids maybe like, yeah, all of a sudden by 28, I had three kids. Mashallah. So, um, I mean, obviously they're the biggest blessing, but yeah, it was so tough. So it tough. And it's tough still, on your body, on still. your mentality. And it's still so tough every day. It's tough, not because of like physically, physically, of course, it's tiring, but like I'm constantly feeling something and it's because of my kids I'm either feeling guilty or feeling um, tired or feeling very happy or it's like all the emotions are always very strong and that's I'm sure because I have kids I I'm feeling like when I'm doing something I should I could I'm always feeling like my time is constrained and I could be sitting with my kids now but instead I'm choosing to be on my phone I feel guilty Maybe if I didn't have kids, I'd be like, it's okay. I don't know. I Do you just... think you're a hands-on mom? Yeah, I, I hope I am. I think so. I give my kids a lot of my time. And not only time, I give them like, I'm, I'm there, I'm present, I'm, I'm in my kids' lives. But I travel a lot. I feel guilty a lot. Um, You've used that word a lot throughout guilty? the interview, yeah. Because I do, because I do, because, I mean, I try to be the best version of a mom that I can be, but it's the hardest job on earth because you never know. There's no manual and you don't know if what you're doing is right or wrong. And my job uh, has a lot of traveling and it has a lot of time on my phone. So I feel guilty sometimes that I'm not... Would you call it a job? Or yeah. you're just having fun? No, I'm not having fun. <laughs> I call it a job. Listen, for me, I'm leaving my kids to do this. I'm traveling. I'm leaving my husband. And yeah, I'm doing it for a job. I'm not doing this for fun. Well, do you think, Karen, you're taking advantage of your kids and your husband, pushing them in this, in your content, in your pictures? Do you think it's, you shouldn't make child celebrities of them or your your husband, you said he doesn't like social media, but yalla, do social media with me. I get, I'm laughing because I get asked this a lot. Um, no, I mean, that, that, I don't feel guilty if that's what you... I'm asking if you take advantage of them. No, I, I don't believe I take advantage of them at all. The whole point of my social media from the start was to show my life. I'm not of a brand. I'm not a... I was never a fashion blogger. I was never, I was always lifestyle. When I started my actual blog called Karen's Choice, it was literally me writing diaries about my life, about motherhood, about difficulties, about long distance. It was about everything. So I've always, my platform was always about my life. For me, if I wasn't going to show my kids, I would shut down my Instagram because today my kids are the biggest part of my life. If I'm not going to show them and I'm not going to show my husband, what am I, a model showing off my clothes? That's never what I wanted to be. But do I take advantage of them? I, I would never see it that way. I actually respect my kids. Sometimes my kids don't want to take a photo. They really, like, I'll try, and then they'll be like, no, and, then, and I don't do it. Sometimes I don't want them in the photo. I want to take a photo by myself. I want to take a photo of my husband. And they'll come in, I want to take a photo, mom. I want to take a photo. So it, I just really let them be. But it crosses my mind sometimes just really not because of me, but because the way people, like, tell me, but what if one day Georgie wakes up and says, why did you do this to me, and why did you show me dancing, and da-da-da-da. So I think, I'm like, am I like seeing, are they seeing something that I'm not, you know? But again, going back to the seeing things positively, I'm hoping that Georgie or, and um, Carly and Kay will grow up to be like, thanks, mom. We were able to realize our dreams or our passion or whatever because you've spent so much time creating this platform for us. I hope that that will be the case and not the opposite. And then when my kids are a bit older, if they don't want social media, I don't care. But we can say the opposite. We can say, uh, Luch is an adult. Yeah. He can say, I don't want or I want. And if he says, yes, I want to be involved in your social media, it's a mature individual saying, I want to. The kids kind of don't have a really a say. clear opinion or a fair opinion. It's kind of like you're putting them into the limelight. You're putting them into the spotlight. You're not afraid that now people will stop them, take a picture with them, make them child celebrities. They will become... 
attention-seeking individuals because... What does, that doesn't, why, is, why are you saying this is a direct correlation? I don't see child celebrities. For me, the most important thing is that they have a stable home at home. For me, for me, you can have uh, kids that's a child celebrity with a broken family that's going to end up being messed up by the time he's 12. The same way you have child celebrities that live their lives normally like you and I because they have the basis and the, the proper foundation at home. I want to make sure before anything that my kids are growing up as kids. They're not missing out on anything in their childhood. I'm not taking them on tour and making them miss school. Uh, I want to make sure that they have a proper uh, foundation, that they have a proper childhood, that I'm, my work is not taking away from them or from their lives. And uh, to this point, I don't think I am. When my kids were newborns, I wasn't traveling. I was sitting at home with them, um, with my kids all the time. I started traveling and I started working more, if you want, when my kids were a bit more independent. I didn't want to be a stay-at-home mom. I didn't want to. It's a choice. Absolutely. It's nothing, there's nothing wrong with stay-at-home moms, but I don't want, I didn't want to be that woman. So for me, it was a choice. When I saw that work started growing, I was like, okay, here is the time where I'm either going to say yes or no. And here's, I'm also making the decision I chose today that, yeah, people tell me sometimes, yeah, but you have help. Of course you have help. Yeah, of course I have help. I have three kids and I travel. Of course I have help. But I'm choosing to make money and pay for help. I'm choosing the, the life, this life. I'm choosing to work and I'm, I'm not, I, I, for me, it's more important for me to show my kids an image for me again. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. For me to show an image to my kids of a working mom than a mom who's, who's, sitting with them all the time. This is personally to me because my mom has always been a working mom, divorced or not. She's always been working. So it's just something that I want to do. And it's a bit tiring to get judged all the time. Uh, I for, can see from your body language, it, is, it frustrates because, you. Because people just think that when I'm with my kids at home, I'm with my kids at home. If I'm filming them or not, every mom around me when I see her is filming her child. Except she's not posting it on social media, but she's there with her phone filming. Everyone. My sister, uh, Jessica, has twins. She doesn't have, she's very not active on social media. I guarantee you that she films her kids more than I film my kids for yeah, sure. But their argument, Karen, will be we film it for our own views and you film it for millions. That's their argument. I don't, yeah, maybe, but I don't see myself, I've never seen myself as someone who's talking to an audience. I've always been doing what I would be doing if I was sitting alone in my room. If I'm filming my kids playing football, it's because my kids are playing football, not because I asked Georgie to dribble the ball or do, he's doing what he's doing. I'm not interfering in his life. He's, he's just this person. So would you say you are fairly genuine with your content, whatever we see is Karen? Whatever you see is me. There's other sides of me that you don't see. Yeah, of course, you're not going to show you're down or really Yeah, because not only that, because or... when I'm, not because I don't want to show it, but because when I'm in those phases, when I'm arguing with my husband or when I'm, when my kids are throwing tantrums, I don't have my phone there. I'm just attending to them. But if I had a 24-hour camera, I wouldn't mind if people saw that, uh, that reality as well. But I'm just, I can't do it. Like, what am I going to show you, people of... Um, wait, Georgie, cry, cry louder. <laughs> hey, your sister again. <laughs> like, no. But on the other, let's, let's try to flip the other side of the spectrum. I'm sure you know that you bring also a lot of joy yeah. and happiness and cuteness. And somebody who might not have kids now is inspired. Somebody who might not have I mean, a good relationship. That's what, that's what I, if there weren't negative, negative, if there wasn't negativity, I would think that what I'm doing is I'm spreading positive messages. I'm spreading positive messages about marriage. I'm spending positive messages about spending time with family and the importance of family. I'm spreading, uh, spreading the message of a working mom, independent, like uh, being independent and strong. This is the way I would see it. And also having a good time. I mean, I'm pretty yeah, sure no. you sing and dance and do all these things at home and you do. I'm, I'm going to actually, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to comment on that. I was in an interview, so we were, we were the opposite. <laughs> Uh, recently, and uh, it was a very um, Emirati interview. And the guy commented on my videos of me dancing with my brother in the car. So I'm like, you think I'm stupid? You think I don't know that people are making fun or are remarking in any conservative society, not only here, in the Gulf especially? You think I don't know? You think I don't know people are commenting about my hair, about my chain, about... You think I don't know? But then, uh, this is me, and if we as Arab people stop picking so much on others 
and just chilling and focusing on ourselves would live so much better. And I think I told him, Do, what about you? Don't you dance in the car and listen to me? He's like, oh, ahiz. <laughs> yeah, I dance like yeah. crazy. I'm like, so what I'm conveying is what we all do. Yeah. I just put it online. Yeah. You didn't. So we all do that. So let's not try to act all fake and not true to what we all enjoy doing. So I think we need to calm down and really, like you said, really look at the joy that we can bring to people, you know? I, it's so easy to criticize, so easy. You can find a hundred excuses. Oh, trust that. me. I've created a folder actually on my phone called Mean, and I take a <laughs> screenshot of all the like mean comments that I receive, and I put them in that folder. And then? Just, I don't know why I've done that. I've I, done you it. know, I contemplated doing that. You know, sometimes you screen capture or somebody says something mean, yeah. and then I'm like, they don't get that. Mm. I'm not going to save it. I talked you know to myself why I did, about it. Honestly, the reason I did is because I want people to, when you just see, let's say, uh, let's say 90 positive comments and then two negative, you they feel that the out. person behind the screen uh, doesn't care. She's just going to look at the 90 positive and not look at the negative. But when you read one after the other, after the other, after the other, that's negative, 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 and it's all in one folder, it's louder. And I wanted to actually at some point maybe use this to, for a case on like online bullying. Or, I don't know. Like, Do you think you've been bullied online? Yeah. <laughs> not by, bullied. Say, not I wouldn't say bullied, but like... Like cyberbullying. Exposed to, to a lot of negativity, yes. Not only, I mean, from followers, but maybe fellow... Influencers, celebrities, I don't know, radio, media, I don't know, anybody. Yeah. yeah. How does it make you feel? Uh, sometimes I just want to tell people to like, shut up, <laughs> but I can't. You just did. <laughs> <laughs> no, because honestly, they're just, they're, they're, I'm, again, I don't expect everyone to love me. I don't expect everyone to, 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 to approve of what I do. But just unfollow me if you don't like it. Just really, like, let everyone be. Like you said, like, everyone's just doing their own thing. I'm not butting into other people's businesses and work and life and telling them, this is how you should live, this is how you shouldn't do, this is what you should do. Why are people attacking? And then I, I get that there's this whole controversy with influencers. That they're difficult to digest. And some people like, some people pool all influencers together and have an issue with them. Some people... There's a negative stigma currently with the sure. word. Because some people tainted it really bad. For sure i get it but i mean at the end of the day uh you have a bunch of comedians you have good comedians and you have shitty comedians Absolutely. you have uh, you have good actors and you have uh, silly actors yeah. who would act for you know like peanuts for not you know this and they don't all fall under the same category so. at the end of the day i'm working and I'm doing my thing and my audience, I believe the majority of them at least likes it, is happy with it. The brands I'm working with are happy with it. I do see this as a business. You asked me if I see this as a job. I definitely do see this as a job. I take it extremely seriously. I have deals with brands uh, that I've been working with for a really long time and their relationships are growing and the brands that I'm working with are growing. So, What about the growing audience that you have? You've never ever Bot. No, no. Engagement. <laughs> so once, for example, one of the one of the things I got attacked for once is my my growth. Like, why is she growing so fast? She's buying, and they actually put a um, they did like a whole series of posts and posts and stories like, like a campaign yeah literally like a digital campaign about the fact that i bought followers and i'm just like I, w I really wanted to respond like you don't understand and i really wanted to be like no and i wanted to show my insights and to show my you know because something you've worked for so hard someone comes and and, and makes like a mockery out of it so, or like yes. you know it's it's it's, it's unfair and uh, no i've never bought for me of course, the number of followers is beautiful. It's nice. But to me, it's not about this. To me, if I don't have, I, I, I launched my eyewear brand. If those followers aren't going to, I'm, I'm working with brands. If those followers aren't going to trust me and going to believe what I sell and go and buy, then what's the point of me growing my following? What's the point of me having an audience that doesn't believe in me, that doesn't trust me? I don't want robots. I want people that are listening to me on the other side. And that's always been. And there are people with a lot more followers than me that brands haven't worked with. There are a lot of people with a lot less followers than me that brands have said, you know, we find her more relevant than you. So, so it's never been about, it's, it, the numbers is just like a cool thing. But when it comes to working with brands, I don't think it's about the numbers. I think it's really about the, 
your your content if it's uh, if it's real if it's relatable if people are listening are engaging that's what it's about and you should know this more than anyone I do but I'm asking you <laughs> no and and that's it's frustrating because no, I've, I've worked very hard on mine also I don't care about the size but quality yeah the quality of the audience is great people have sometimes an issue with me calling it that this isn't content because let's say I'm showing a video or you know something that they don't consider as content but I want to tell these people if you think it's that easy they say like what does she do all day take photos do it do it absolutely i've used this word absolutely a lot <laughs> so this is a good thing that. it seems i'm saying things that you agree with <laughs> yeah no but it's not it's not as easy as people think it is no, at not. all maybe to it's be our consistent, fault to be consistent is not easy maybe also. it's our fault because maybe we're we're showing that it's easy but it's not easy i've cried so many times on so many trips on so many different times because it's a job one that makes you feel insecure because you're constantly comparing yourself to others you're comparing your numbers your likes your whatever it is so you feel insecure it's a job that you're in the public eye people think they can give their opinion about you whether they know you or whether they don't and uh, do you think do you think you deserve where you are today yes i do because i've worked for it i've worked for it i i the only thing that i got lucky with and it's not even lucky is that i started at the right time but i don't think that any that that's I don't believe in coincidence also if that's where you're yeah. going. No no because I want to tell you that I don't that doesn't mean that people who start today don't have the chance hey. to at all. But I started at the right time. That's I started almost when the whole wave of Instagram started. But also it was a choice. It was a choice. I didn't know this ever was going to turn into a business. People were making fun of me all the time. They were making fun of my husband all the time. And I chose to listen ignore and continue doing what I'm doing because I believe that what I did had some purpose and i never found it until like a year ago how old are you now 32 so karen the 32 year old <laughs> human being yeah what would you feel is the word that describes you today it might seem like cheesy It's that one. It's the one that just popped in your head. <laughs> no, because it's because it's too it's too Don't overthink. No, no. I want to say I want to say humble. But the reason I want to say humble is because I And again, I don't want to have to justify, but the reason I want to say humble is because I really You're justifying, but it's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> it's because I really believe that every I don't take what I have for granted. And I think that it's in the job that i have where people think that it's a you know that i have it all or whatever i don't ever look at myself as someone who has it all i'm very like i look at my life very like i don't know how to explain it but i get it you're not taking it for granted Karen. no i i'm like very th- grateful maybe grateful is the word yeah they work together yeah i'm very grateful for everything that i have i don't take anything that i have for granted and i don't believe that i'm better than anyone else i'm just trying to be me and that's what i want people to understand because some people think that i'm doing this for something or i'm doing this uh i'm not i'm just being me that's one of the hardest thing is to be true to you yeah and that's what i'm i try and do constantly and that's why i analyze myself all the time like, do i feel that the image that i'm talking about today on instagram does it reflect who i truly am and sometimes i feel like i might go a bit like um off and well, then the i'm like no 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 karen go back to who you are and then it, it, it's constant you know but it's mm-hmm. it's just part of analyzing yourself and i do that a lot when we were talking about uh people criticizing mm-hmm. um another thing that i got criticized for is that i don't represent arab women yet brands in the arab region are using me as representation i want to say that i don't choose who i want to represent i'm representing myself and whoever wants to identify to me and feel that i represent them it's their choice i'm not trying to represent anybody I am yeah, being, some people say oh Karen doesn't represent the Arab world. She's not a good example. If I if I wasn't a good example of the Arab world, if they felt I wasn't a good representation, Arab girls follow me. They follow me for a reason. There is something about me, about who I am that they feel they identify with. Yeah. It doesn't have to be me as a full. They don't have to identify with the way I dress, but they can have, identify to me as a mother. 
they don't have to identify my relationship with my husband, but they could identify to the way I dress or where I travel, whatever it is. You don't have to identify to someone as a full. You can find things in a person. And also I get criticized that I don't speak in Arabic and that's not a good representation of an mm. Arab woman. And they think I'm not proud. I get criticized a lot that you're not proud, you're, you're ashamed, and that's why you speak in English. That's so false because I'm so proud to be Arab. To me, being Arab goes way beyond a language. Being Arab is in the way I am as a mom and the way I am with people around me. It's in my way of life and way of thinking. I have, I'm Arab. I'm fully Arab. Both of my parents are, are Arab. And you know the funny thing, Karen? A few days ago, I think a week ago, I put out a video about uh, languages because some of the AB talks are in English, some are in Arabic. Depends on what the guest feels comfortable. And then we take the extra time to subtitle it, which is very yeah. annoying. But <laughs> I'm sorry if it. I'm going to make you do that yeah, in there. <laughs> my point is, why in the Arab world do we criticize each other when somebody knows more than one language? Why? Instead of saying, MashaAllah, Karen knows three languages. Good for her. We are like, ah, look at her. She's not proud. She's talking the other language. No, but if that's how you feel comfortable, doesn't matter. Exactly. When I, remember when I told you about, about being authentic, about being true to myself? Arabic is not my first language. Very unfortunately, I wish it was. But English is my first language. I was born in London. I was, I lived in London and I went to an American school. So my first language is English. And if I want to be authentic on my page and speak my, my thoughts, my first language, my thinking language is in English. Yeah. It's not in Arabic and I'm trying to play it in English. It's in English. <laughs> what do I do? I know. Like, I'm not going to change my past just because people think that I'm not a good representation of an like Arab I woman. Said, there are a lot of Arabs like me who speak in English, who speak in there Arabic. There are all types of Arabs. Exactly. There's not one Arab woman. There isn't. There's, there's a lot of different... That's the beauty, I think, of, of uh, the Arab Diversity. world. It's so diverse. And we should accept diversity and not think that because I don't... Uh, uh, dress a certain way or I don't speak a certain language uh, or that I'm not Arab. I am Arab. Mm. What do I do with my, my roots? People just like to point out on things that they some, just... Some people, but this, is, this will never disappear. And it's part of getting feedback and part of knowing that what you're doing is you'll never please everybody and you keep, you keep, you keep at it. I'm just going to... I think... I thank God. I think that I've been on a great, like, uh, Run. growth, uh, growth internally, growth emotionally, growth even on my page. And I think there's something that I'm doing that is right. And I don't want to let anyone's that. noise or, you know, it will always be there. Effect. Yeah. <laughs> like that. I'm, you kind of built up and then you're like, I have to say yeah. this thing. <laughs> I'm glad. But I really hope this was pleasant, yeah, comfortable. Good. You got to. Talk about Show it. your side of things that probably a lot of people don't see. Okay. But thank you. Thank you. <laughs>